0: All right. Welcome back. This is the week you missed. I'm Jeremy. That's Todd. I got to figure out which way to point with this thing. One of these days I will. Uh, We got a good episode in store for you. It is December 17th. Shit is hitting the fan. Not really, but it kind of feels like March 2020 all over again. I feel like this week there's been just all this kind of commotion. Uh, Things are starting to close. Things are starting to have more vaccine requirements or masking requirements mask mandates are back nba is changing their covid protocols all this is happening why it's because of omicron supposedly uh so i don't really have like a specific like news thing that i wanted to talk about just like kind of generally just what's happening right now with covid and omicron um i'm I'm not really a believer in anything I want to like preface that but I am a believer like I do think that the vaccine uh, works I do think coronavirus COVID whatever the, the Wuhan virus if you really want to uh, know what it's called I think all of that is real I think they're all uh, they're all threats they're all dangerous whatever um, I'm not like uh, into not believing all that but I do think a lot of this stuff uh, just seems weird and doesn't really make sense. And uh, I guess that's kind of what I want to talk about. So something interesting that I guess um, kept bothering me this week is I I saw one guy kind of in Philadelphia say, like, why does everyone think that uh, testing should be just uh, so readily available? Like, this is a medical procedure. And um, don't you realize, like, there's a U.S. healthcare system and you need to follow the procedures and the requirements of that? Why don't you say that about the vaccine? Because the vaccine, I'm going to a walk-in in in about 20 minutes to a booster place. They don't give a shit what I have, what I've done. They don't care what vaccine I got. They don't care when I got it. I can go in and just get my free vaccine. Why is that so easy to get? But it's not so easy to get a test. Isn't a test way less invasive? Isn't a test way less of a medical procedure? Uh, But for some reason that in Philadelphia, requires a lot more like documentation, which just like seems a little backwards to me. And then what really, I guess, like hit home for me is it's actually the opposite in New York City. Now, I absolutely despise New York City on many levels for a lot of reasons, but I will admit that some of their systems are like as good as they can get. Um, This is a little bit unrelated, but like with banking, when I work with bankers in Philadelphia or just like national bankers, it might take me a week, a month to like get stuff done, to get documentation, to get papers, whatever. When you talk to a New York banker, they have that document ready for you right when you call. They are like quick and they're efficient. Same goes with some of their government practices, not necessarily all of them, but some of their stuff is very good and efficient. They're a huge city and they, they run things well. Up there, you, I walked maybe 15 blocks. I had 25 opportunities to get a free test. I think that is actually probably what's going to get us out of this pandemic just as much as a vaccine. I think vaccines are useful, but testing nonstop is very important. That's how you can track if you're spreading it or not. Now here's the interesting part in New York, you can't get a vaccine whenever you want, wherever you want. My brother has been trying to get a booster for the last two, three weeks uh, and can't he's on a list. I think his appointment is sometime, uh, I think it's in like a week or two, or it might even be in January. So he's like, that had to wait a month in New York. They actually check when you got your vaccine. They check where you got your vaccine and what you got. And they make sure that like um, you waited the six months that it aligns and all that. So yeah. it's just interesting to me, like Philly seems backwards and then people defend what's happening in Philly. Like that's the right thing to do. And it's like, um, do you really think that not testing people is like, is... Productive, and then do you really think that testing people is uh, something that should be gatekept and like some people shouldn't be able to get tests? That seems a little bit weird. Well, this is
1: this is going to go down once there's like a postmortem on the U.S.'s COVID response. It's going to go down, and it's already being called out by many as the biggest ball drop that we had is not making testing widely available. I think in the I was reading an article on this. Um, I think in the U.K every citizen there can get seven free rapid COVID tests per week, I think for like a dollar, like basically mailed to us for yeah, free. No. And that's what happens in the UK. It was funny because Jen Psaki, who is hilarious as the press secretary, who was circling back on everything. Someone asked her about like testing and she sort of like sarcastically replied, like, what should we be, should we be, should we be sending COVID tests to every American in the mail? And like sort of lapped it off. And then all these doctors on Twitter were like, yes, 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 yes. that is exactly what we should be doing. we've been saying you should be doing this for months for yep. well over a year now. And it just, it, 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 it drives me nuts because I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but when I see the government, when I see the government doing things where it's like, there is this thing that the rest of the world is doing that almost every doctor and expert acknowledges would be helpful. I mean, imagine if you had, even if you, because at this point, this whole lie about like, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, we know that's not true anymore. We know that people with the vaccine are getting sick and they're spreading it at lower rates than the unvaccinated, sure. But like at this point, it's it can be spread by anyone. and. The fact of the matter is we'd be in a much better place if, you know, if you're starting to feel a little sniffly or whatever, if you could just take a rapid antigen test in your home and be like, oh shit, I popped for COVID. Just going to stay home. Not going to do anything. Going to like see how this shakes out. Maybe end up going to a doctor if I need to, but you know, it just feels so weird. that something that so many other countries have done. And here we are America, supposedly, you know, the, the greatest superpower the world has ever known. And it's like, and we can't even do this thing that is seems why, like no-brainer.
0: Why do you think that is? Like, do you think it's because we're inept? Do you think there's um, corporate uh, reasoning behind it, uh, money behind it? Is it, uh, wh- what do you think, like, is the reason for that?
1: I mean, look, I, I think that there's always a business interest, there's always a money question. I don't exactly see how it makes sense. I don't get it. Um, I, you know, I think the same thing, the the same thing that makes me sort of scratch my head is, you know, Pfizer and I think some of these other companies are coming out with these like um, these antiviral pills that will greatly reduce your odds of dying if you contract COVID vaccinated or not. And the thing that has been interesting to watch is, you know, Rachel Walensky recently was on a show where they brought it up to her and she's she basically sort of like she didn't like poo poo it or say it's not good but she basically was just like yeah 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 that's all well and good but still get vaccinated and it's like yeah but this pill will help people that were vaccinated and catch covid and are like in a risk group or that the vaccine isn't protecting them anymore for whatever reason and it it just feels really really weird because it just does feel like that the only thing that anyone is saying is that the only thing that works against covid is a vaccine The only way we stop the spread is a vaccine. No, testing more readily and being able to test at home, that really won't help. Stop asking about your goddamn free tests. No, these antiviral pills, you know, sure, they work, but the only option is to get vaccinated. It just feels strange and I don't get it. And like, I was talking to my dad and brother about it. I'm like, look, I I don't want to like whip out my tinfoil hat, but like, it just feels, it feels really, really strange that the only the only like correct way to say we fight COVID is through vaccination, which it's like, yeah, I agree, get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, but there's other options out there, and there's other things we could be doing to mitigate this pandemic, and we're just seemingly not, and it's just weird. I just do not get it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it either, and um, I guess uh, I'm anxious to see what happens for the next couple months because it it seems like um we're about to go through another big wave um it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going to be as deadly so that's definitely good but um what's going to happen I I feel like a lot of universities are starting to talk about like going back to virtual at least for parts Uh, I think a lot of works are talking about um having some more virtual time again so it's uh it just seems very much like March 2020 where it's like a lot of unease a lot of confusion and uh Whatever's going to happen is probably not going to be uh, too, too, too fun.
1: Well, look, and I, I feel like I just, I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills because,
0: and, and I think. Oh, that's you, the vaccine, Those are the vaccine pills.
1: <laughs> I feel like, like it just feels crazy because look, I get it. This Omicron wave, it's going to be bad. A lot of people are going to get it. And, sure, it's going to be less deadly, but it's so much more contagious that we are going to end up with a bunch of people in the hospital and a bunch of people dead. And like, that's tragic. It's never good. Like, I don't, I just feel like I'm so desensitized to this stuff. This is just like, we've got sort of two groups of people, those that are basically saying that like COVID is with us forever now. It's never going away. It's basically become another version of the flu or another version of the common cold that just circulates in society. And I feel like that's, a rational way to view this because everything i've read it says that that is what's going to happen and then there are people that still think there's this possibility that we like completely snuff out covid and that it will go away and i'm just like what makes you think that's possible like i just it just feels like it just feels like an alice in wonderland like surreal through the looking glass like i don't know like just it just doesn't make sense and like and that's the part that's like frustrating to me, because like, you know, I pride myself on being able to figure things out or like understand why people are doing something. With this, I'm just like, I don't get it. I just don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. It makes zero goddamn sense.
0: Yeah. What what I will um my last comment will be, and then I want to hear what you have to bring to the table. But at least there's um some uh, consistency with not making sense. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so it, it's on both sides like that's why i i kind of um i don't know what side i am anymore i definitely started off on the left i've been trending more towards the right i'm uh i'm pretty moderate but i feel like i'm far left with some policies and i'm far right with some policies um but it both sides are completely not making sense and like have some things that make sense but then the next thing they do contradicts it and it's like uh at least it's consistent <laughs> um, that's for sure. So all right, before I jump into what, uh, what,
1: you know, what I want to talk about, just a quick question. What did, what did you get your uh, New York banker for Hanukkah? Any any good presents or?
0: Uh, so my New York banker, I, I'm, I don't have enough money to have a New York banker anymore. <laughs> I was talking about my experiences from like 10 years ago um <laughs> i'm i'm downgraded i got philly banking. i just want to be
1: like could jerry possibly be engaging in a more stereotypical conversation about like what people it's like yes yeah, when i work with my jewish banker friends in new york city
0: but hey <laughs> new york banking is as yeah. good as it gets like what i whatever i said is uh is completely honest like i think actually um to be honest i think my banker that i'm ta- that i'm like thinking of i think he died recently um good uh, which, which is like kind of wild, but like that's just funny. My dad told me about my banker who died because, like, dude was the man. <laughs> he was a good guy.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. May he rest in peace. Thank uh, you. But so, okay. So, uh, <laughs> in, in this week in outrage, um, so in 2012, I believe Barack Obama signed a law called the Stock Act into law, and it stood for, I believe, stop trading on congressional knowledge and basically it's exactly what it sounds like it's a law that basically well (laughs) don't jump ahead jeremy i'm I'm walking through all right so basically it was a, a law that basically was like hey if you're in congress and you're getting information that isn't public knowledge you can't use that to trade stocks and get rich seems like common sense in fact most people would have assumed that Congress wouldn't need a special law that that would just be considered insider trading because you have non-public information that will impact companies and then you trade on it. That yeah. just seems like it should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but they passed a specific law because apparently they needed it. So thanks Obama, like legitimately for that. But it seems that it's basically being completely ignored. And uh, Business Insider recently, I think this week, did a big article about. All these members of Congress that have these violations of the Stock Act. And what we're finding is that, shockingly, when the law was passed, it didn't really include anything around transparency or reporting. There's no way to really understand who's violating it, who's not, without really digging into data and putting it together. And so, again, the cynical side of me is like, okay, well, this is super typical. They pass some law and say, look, we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Look, we're going to make sure that people are taking advantage of the system. Like, we're great, right? Yay, give us a round of applause. But then, like, the devil's always in the details with these laws. It's never what the law says. It's how the law is enforced and actually applied. And in this case, they did the obvious thing if they were them and being like, okay, we'll, we'll pass this law, but we'll make it basically impossible for the uh, the average people, the plebeians that we that we rule over to understand if we're actually breaking it. And so what we have is lots of people in Congress who have been getting rich off of information. Pelosi, Pelosi, especially Pelosi.
0: You know, she's she's, like uh, listed as, like her returns are some of the best of all time in history. (laughs) Well, and the
1: thing with Pelosi too that I just think is brazen, like, look, it's one thing if you're just going to be like, oh, the pandemic is hitting. And like, I know that in two weeks there's going to be this shutdown proposed. You know what? I'm going to like, have my stock guy push me into a bunch of like mutual funds that are based around like technology and communications companies, or I'm gonna buy a bunch of Zoom stock. Like that's shitty, that's shady. But like Pelosi, if I recall correctly, like they were making like big options plays. Like they were doing like things that weren't just like you know I'm just gonna buy some stock or I'm gonna well, buy mutual fund. Like they were doing.
0: Sometimes some stuff. she says like her husband's buying it, and they didn't talk about what was happening.
1: Oh shit. <laughs>
0: It's like damn, and you, yeah, like I don't know, but they get away with it. So it's like as as dumb as that sounds. It's like if you get away with it, I would say the same thing too. Like,
1: hundred percent. And look, I would be honest. Like this is one of those things where it's like, look, I could sort of be happy either way. Like I could be like, look, maybe part of getting into Congress is that now you're part of this privileged class and you get the trade on the inside information and it's part of what your your compensation package essentially. There, there's like a libertarian side of me that could be like, you know what, fine. That, that is just, everyone can do it and Congress is no different than everyone else, whatever. But the thing that blew my mind is that Pelosi was recently asked about it at a press conference. And she basically said that, no, I think these rules are wrong because we live in a free market economy and people in in Congress. And it's just like, when is the last time Nancy Pelosi ever defended a free market economy for anything? That's literally what has. Healthcare. Yeah. Like in what world do we live where Nancy Pelosi being like, we live in a free market economy. So that's why things should be the way they are. It's like, that is not your answer to anything except when it lines your pockets. And it is so transparently hypocritical. Like I did, it just blew my mind. I was like, wow, yeah. you're bold.
0: Like. I, um, when you're talking sometimes you'll see me like going like this. I'll like uh, type something on another computer to like get some headlines or maybe some more context if I didn't hear. And that's the first thing I saw was a quote from Nancy Pelosi we're a free market economy. And it's like, hey, that needs to be copied uh, every time something comes up and she says, no, we need regulation. No, we need regulations. That, you said we're a free market economy. Um, yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, let's
1: descend into a Milton Friedman-esque laissez-faire, uh, you know, Which, Ayn Rand fantasy of what the economy should look like. No, thanks. Reminds,
0: me. reminds me a little bit, and this will be my like uh, last point. Uh, and it's, it's definitely related, but it's definitely like, just fitting something in to fit something in. Did you see Elizabeth Warren talking? Uh, <laughs> there we go. He's the time person of the year or whatever, and that he should be paying his taxes. And I love that Elon claps back and says like, you know, I'm going to pay the most taxes in like United States history, right? Yeah, um, and it. it's like, all right, Pelosi, Warren, are you guys dumb? I don't think so. You're pretty smart. That's how you got to where you are which means you're lying and you're a bad person. You're either dumb or you're a bad person. And I, I hate to say it, but it seems like you're a bad person.
1: Yeah, you're either, it's, uh, you know, I think it, it's insane. And I think my, my favorite little uh, coda to that story is that he tweeted at her and called her Senator Karen, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And then Joy, Joy Reid, because complete shill for the Democrat party either on Twitter or on her show it was basically like, Elon Musk appropriated black culture and black vernacular by referring to uh, Senator Warren as Senator Karen. And I'm just like, look, the, the the idea of a Karen might've originated in the black community. Honestly, I had never viewed the word that way. Like I thought that was a pretty, just sort of like, just sort of came up out of the culture. Like I, I've heard plenty of white people use it. I've heard plenty of black people use it. and the fact that joy Reid, it's like i feel like she's like a she's like a robot she's like how do i make this about race how is elon musk racist and and it's just hilarious cuz like that's what i love about elon musk cuz he has you know the, this idea of like fuck you money like i've got money and like i can burn it he's like like elon musk has fuck me money like elon musk could do things that actively harm him or do whatever and he would he has 10 lifetimes of money or more that he could just burn through while messing with people and the idea that you're going to try to step to him in some sort of like war war of words is hilarious
0: yeah and i mean uh too like i i can't help but think he's actually like at least trying to come up with solutions to like help the world it's not like he's just making money fucking um selling pictures of naked girls on OnlyFans and stuff which i guess there's a reason or a need for that too people need entertainment but this guy's trying to fix global problems and uh people seem to just bash him for whatever reason is is weird to me um but yeah he i like that he claps back a lot of people ignore it and he uh i love that he just goes like no actually this is uh what it is um no the
1: the this idea that like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos aren't paying taxes. I would just be like, you know what? Honestly, I could be in a world where it's like, if you create this much innovation and if you create this many jobs, maybe you don't have to pay taxes.
0: Yeah, because- I would. I would even argue that too. They do pay taxes, but I would even argue they produce so much that it's more than what taxes. Most taxes get wasted on bombs that get blown up in some part of the world that we don't even know about or like have never experienced. We don't know what it looks like there. Um, so it's like, do you really want him to pay taxes so we can bomb more people? Or like, uh, there's a lot of them who are like putting their own money to fix their own roads, their own building hospitals, building, whatever it's, uh, they're doing plenty of good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's
1: wild. Um, I love to see it. I just, I can't wait for Elon Musk to just keep clapping back at, at these idiots, um, that, oh, yeah. that they couldn't even hold his, his strap when it comes to, getting shit done and making this world a better place.
0: And I can't help but think too, is like, we're kind of a, I feel like at the beginning of his wealth, he's going to be a trillionaire in my eyes. And um, it's probably going to happen like fairly soon. I would, I would bet this decade, but um, Tesla is huge and it's just at the beginning. It's not a car company. It's an energy company. Once full self auto drive comes, it's going to be exponential from there. Yeah. But SpaceX is likely to be even crazier than Tesla. Um, SpaceX is going to have like multiple government contracts. Um, they're going to have a lot of money pumping into them. So it's, uh, this guy's about to take off and who knows, you might have another business up his, uh, up his sleeve too. Or well, that's what's just company, so yeah. funny to
1: me. Like the first time I saw one of Elon Musk, like those wacky rockets that come back in and like land pointing up. It's just like, well, look at that. Like, I feel like people, like, if you are like, yeah, we're going to make a rocket that will come back and will land on its like tail, people would be like, you're nuts. That's not gonna happen, that's impossible." And, and he made it like, happen.
0: And then it happened. And now and it's just it's like, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and people love it, but then they're like, oh, but he's wasting so much energy or something. You know, actually, uh, I wish I knew more about this, but I'm pretty sure um, like the energy and the, how much shit he's blowing up or burning, whatever. It's actually like fairly clean somehow because of like hydro propulsion or something. Have you heard of that? I have no idea. I don't know any of that. But, but it's a I lot of water. That, I think it's a lot of water that's being like blown up. So, it's- well, the, I
1: mean, rocket fuel is often just, it's basically like um, solid, like hydrogen or solid oxygen. It, it, that is what, what is used. So look, it, it, here, here's all I know is that from everything I've read on it, the technology he designed is far less wasteful in terms of materials uh, because they reuse fuel tanks and they reuse things that under old rocket design was basically just garbage and that wouldn't be replanned and reused um, in many cases. And so like, if we're launching, if we're gonna have to launch satellites anyways, which obviously we have to because of the world we live in, we gotta be putting satellites up constantly and we're gonna continue to do that. That if he found a way that uses less resources and if what you're saying is true, that he's found like a more fuel efficient way or something that generates less carbon, like how is that not a good thing? How yep. are we not applauding this guy and being like, thank you for designing this? This is great. This, yep. this people awesome. don't
0: even want to hear it. Like uh something good, they go, they just discount it before it's even um proposed because people just have their uh, prerogative already decided.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh it sucks, but I, I just love that Elon Musk like doesn't even let it face him. Like he does not give a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it's the funniest fun. part. He just is laughing all the way to the bank and it's like, you can say whatever you want, you little nerd, you little loser. Like, what, what does he care? Yep,
0: exactly. But that's about all I got. I'm about to go get the booster. If you guys don't see me next week, um, you know what to do. <laughs>
1: don't get the booster of Jeremy Dash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. But thanks as always, Todd. I had a great time talking to you as I always do. Learn a lot, get my feelings out. It's always good. All right, peace, brother.